Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast, a podcast where we talk about things, relationships, families, people, that kind of shit. I'm Porter, and I'm joined by my beautiful, sexy, just gorgeous wife, Ashley. I'm Ashley. That's her over there. He only loves me for my looks, evidently. And she's smart, and she's creative, and she's just the world's best mom. Keep going. (sighs) If I known this (laughs) is going to have a test, I would have prepared a list. Hey guys, this is episode, holy shit, is this episode 30? It could be. It could be. I stopped keeping track a long time ago, but... Me too, a long time ago. If you check the iTunes machine, I think we might be on episode 30. That's crazy. Yeah, dirty 30. Speaking of dirty 30, that's my next trip around the sun. Yeah, it's coming right up. Yeah, not coming right up. Ash and I are trying to, are having the debate on whether or not we should start having a child right now or wait till after her 30th birthday so she can kind of get that out of her system before she gets knocked up again and my hesitation is i'm not even done breastfeeding almost but no you're like 50 percent done (laughs) well probably more than that but i just meant because you're only producing from one side (laughs) (laughs) um so if I get pregnant right now, then that means I will have, my body will have not been my own for like three or four years straight. Yeah, because by count. the time you start, you finish breastfeeding baby number two, then yeah. yeah, that'll be a long time without you being able to let your hair down and I know get jiggy with it. Na, 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 na. But then the other side is... And what Porter is constantly reminding me is... I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. You old. <laughs> old as fuck. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, we go back and forth. If it were up to me, she'd be pregnant already. But there's something about it being her body or something or other. Something about that. It's not a choice I can make, evidently. Which is well, weird. you could, but that would be kind of rapey. I'd have to get that thing taken out of you first. Yeah, that would be awkward. Yeah. He always jokes that he's going to do it in my sleep. <laughs> I'm going to get a pair of pliers. Do it in Plush your sleep. Yeah. Um, so we're a little bit late this week coming into it. We apologize. Um, it was... We just suck. Ash was kind of sick last night. I feel like you're always sick. I feel like that's an excuse that I have to, to throw it play all the time. I'm constantly it's playing not an the excuse. Ash's sick card. It's real life. I was just talking about this. I used to never get sick. I could go like years without getting sick. And then I pop a baby out of me and I'm sick like every other day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. More than luckily, I'd rather be sick than him being sick. Yeah. I'm glad you got such a flexible job because otherwise I feel like you'd be fired by now. If you had like a real job. I hardly ever stay home from being sick. No, but it happens. So anyway, we were supposed to record last night. And Ash just wasn't into it, and I wasn't into it either. Had a little, little, my depression flared up like herpes. Just get over it. Um, Just put a cream on it. Just get over it. And so last night didn't work for us, but we are bound to determine to, to make it up to you, and we're, we're doing it tonight instead. And we're here in our kitchen again because I haven't had a chance to clean the basement. 
So tell, our, tell everyone why, 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 oh, why haven't you had I feel a chance? Like, didn't we mention this last week? Probably, we, but now it's real life. It is real life, guys. Holy shit, I have started another, I've started a full-time job. So Monday was my first day back at work. and Which was weird because yeah. normally Mondays are... Yeah, because Ash is off on Mondays. I'm off on Mondays. And I for the last July, August, September, October, November, five months, mm-hmm. we've had Mondays off together. So, so it's, it's just been like an extended... three-day weekend yeah. every single weekend. And so I had to go back to being like single mom yeah. on Monday and it was weird. And I was at my first day of work and she's sending me all these like pictures and videos of the baby and I was just like dying of homesickness. Yeah. But yeah, I've been I've been busy. I'm not hanging out at home as much as I, I was. And because uh, you're at your job, because I'm at my job now. Mm-hmm. So things have uh, been been busy this week. I haven't been able to do the things I wanted to and get the basement put back together. And so we're still sitting up in the kitchen table. I kind of like podcast. it up here, though. I did, too. I just hate holding the microphone. I, I need it on a stand because I feel like every time I move my hands or if I try and like shuffle the microphone from one hand to another, it like makes noise. So I, I just I hate holding it. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I don't mind at all. We could just get different microphone stands. Well, I've got those ones that it came with that you can like set it on a table. But then they're like, like they're wicked low. I feel like they're like, how then low be like, can you go? Maybe hunched over a little bit. I don't know. But we'll figure something out. Because honestly, the basement may never get put back together. Not with that attitude. <laughs> well, I'm a one man show down there. I can't get you down there to help me out. So. It's all on my back. I was going to help you the other day when you're like, no, go take a shower instead because hygiene is important. And I'm like, no, it's At least okay. it is to one of us. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I feel like you go longer without showering. I feel like I make more showering more of a priority than you do. I don't stink like you do if I don't shower. No, that's true. I I reek. Especially, I've noticed with my Adderall, I stink more when I take my Adderall than when I don't. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. I sweat differently with with my pill. Anyway, not that that's something that you guys need to know, but I guess that's the point of the show, right? Is to talk about... Shinfo. Shitty info. Okay. Shitty information. So what else is new, babe? Anything else housekeeping-wise before we, we dive into tonight's topic? Um, We're going to Metallica on Friday. Oh, shit, yeah. So I need to get the fuck better. I have this massive monster zit on my chin. And I'm sure Metallica will, will mind. Yeah, they will. They'll be like, whoa, see that chick? She got a big old zit on her chin. Kick not, her out. We're not even in general admission. We're like back in like the the seats yeah but they're good seats i'd hope so for like a thousand dollars a piece yeah that's not what we paid for it guys but we paid a lot they were expensive but in our defense it's like a bucket list item and i heard on the radio that they haven't played in Salt Lake in a decade yeah and they they're getting they're not getting any younger either no they're getting older yeah metallic is old as fuck because i remember they were when i was in high school 20 years ago People standing in line for Metallica tickets, so yeah. they've been around since the 80s. Yeah. 
they old. They and they've old. been successfully producing music mm-hmm. the entire time. We have. We should. We could dedicate an entire episode to talking about Metallica's discography. Mm-hmm. But we won't tonight. Oh, speaking of Metallica, so we didn't do any Black Friday shopping. I will. I bought three T-shirts, and I one of them was a Metallica T-shirt, but it was like this probably won't get here in time because it's a, a week, and my I feel like fast shipping on Black Friday just doesn't exist because there's so many fucking orders. Yeah, it's not a thing. And so I'm like, well. The shirts are on sale for 10 bucks, and so I bought one, and I'm like, I'm not going to buy another one on Amazon just to, so it's here on time. So, whatever. Porter ended up buying one on Amazon, so his would be here on time. And then I get an email, like, two days ago that's like, oh, your order has shipped. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. I'm going to get it on time. And for, like, two days, it is sitting when I... <laughs> shipped in... In, like, pending... Like, hasn't been picked up yet? The... The shipping label has been printed and made, but it hasn't been dropped off at USPS. That's bullshit. I know. I'm like, um... Where is it shipping from? I don't know. I don't even know if it tells me. Him. Well, hopefully you'll get your your Metallica shirt by then. But But. if not, it's whatever. So yeah, we're going to go get our rock on. I was going to buy week, one we'll tell you about. We'll tell you all about it. Yes, it will be LB, so punk rock. So tonight's... Heavy metal, <laughs> whatever. I don't think Metallica is either of those things. They used to be classified as heavy metal before... Yeah. Like metal. Now age heavy metal was a thing. <laughs> now age. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, pre-shipment. What the fuck? So, moving on. <laughs> Ash is going to sit and stew in her fucking anger over her Metallica shirt. Yeah, yeah. So tonight's tonight's uh, topic kind of came about rather suddenly. Came a boot. It was actually prompted by a conversation that Ash and I were having about um, our baby and the food that he eats. because Or doesn't eat. Or doesn't eat, which would be more likely. Because she was saying that how at daycare, our daycare lady is able to get him to eat all kinds of like grown up shit. Like he eats fish and rice. He loves rice at daycare. She. What was there thing he ate? Like a cucumber? Or... Yeah, he ate a cu- cucumber today. I don't remember what else. He's a... Every time I pick him up, she's like, oh, he ate this, this, and this. And, and then he comes home to us and. Like, doesn't want to eat rice. <laughs> all we can get him to eat is like hot dogs, cheese, chicken nuggets, tater tots, Pop Tarts. Pop Tarts. He fucking <laughs> loves Pop Tarts. But. In our defense, we do buy him like the organic shit from Trader Joe's, so yeah. it's not not complete garbage. Well, but yeah. so so she was like, I don't know if I should feel good that he's at least eating those foods and like getting some of that shit in his diet, or if I should feel bad about myself as a mom because it's happening at daycare and not at home, and that pr- kind of prompted a whole conversation around. You know, I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there who think that they're like shitty parents are doing a shitty job because their kids don't eat good food. You know, there's this kind of like... I feel like it's... Well, I don't know because I'm obviously a mom, so I'm biased. I feel like it's more like with moms. Yeah, I don't give a shit what he eats. <laughs> but yeah, the whole mom guilt 
I don't know if that exists. Like, I don't feel like dads have like dad guilt from the same things. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So I can. I mean, I can speak to that a little bit. My dad guilt. I don't have dad guilt with Wild like at all. My dad guilt is with Ellie and feeling like I'm not around or I'm negligent and I'm not supportive. Like I'm an absentee parent. Like I just I don't feel like I give her. And you would argue opposite, obviously, but I don't feel like I give her enough, like quality attention, like in support, like going to her activities and stuff. Yeah. So that's where my dad guilt comes in. But I don't think that if I was like her full time parent that I would have dad guilt over what we do or don't do. Mm-hmm. So I think it's my I think that guilt only exists for me in that I don't see her enough. And then when I don't. Like go like for example, this weekend. So she leaves tomorrow for Arizona. So she's gonna be gone all weekend for Arizona. We're obviously not going to Arizona because we're not going to Arizona. Plus, we have Metallica. We're not going to Arizona because we're going to fucking Metallica. <laughs> we wouldn't be going to Arizona <laughs> anyway. Let's be honest. No, we wouldn't be going anyway. But, but at least we have an excuse. Metallica. Metallica. And so, like, I have guilt over that. Like, I have guilt that we're not going or that I'm not going to Arizona to watch her swim for a couple days. You know, like, she's had a couple swim meets in November that that we didn't go to. And so, I have guilt over that because I don't feel like I I can bitch about not seeing her enough and then not take those opportunities to go and, like, support her. Yeah. So, that's where my dad guilt comes in. But with Wild, no, I don't have any dad guilt with Wild. That's good. Do you have mom guilt with Wild? Oh, yeah. Like what? Like, because I feel like watching you, and I know I'm interviewing you again, so everyone take a shot if you follow <laughs> our drinking game. Um, but this is, I feel like you're getting better, like, because this is us just having a conversation. Right. It's not like, okay, Ash, now tell, tell me, me you, yeah. tell me how you feel about that. So I feel like genuinely that you're like one of the best moms that I've seen, like, the way that you love him and like take care of him and interact with him. Like it's been really cool to watch, especially cause you fucking hate babies <laughs> <laughs> like kids in general. Babies and sound, it makes me sound like a shitty person saying <laughs> you hate babies. Like, it's like saying you hate puppies. Yeah. Just say kids. You it hate sounds, kids. It sounds better than babies. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like a fucking monster. <laughs> so Ash hates kids and that was like one of the biggest things. And I think we may have talked about this on a previous podcast. I know you've blogged about this on your, your blog. Yeah. I'm sure we've, I'm sure it's been brought up, but, uh, here or there, I know you were super concerned that you would have this baby and you'd look at it and be like, yeah, I'm good. I don't feel anything for this kid. Like I don't want anything to do with this kid. Like I'm good. Yeah. But the exact opposite has been true. Like you have really like just kind of, I want to say blossom. That sounds so, <laughs> I was going to say that, that too. That sounds so dirty. Dirty. Um, you have really like matured into this really just fucking fantastic mom. And it's really, really fun to watch you as a mom. And so it kind of surprises me that you have mom guilt. God, that that's a strong, <laughs> strong sip of my drink. <laughs> Take a shot, everyone. Yeah. We're talking about what we're drinking. Well, you didn't say. Go ahead and... Oh. It's a ginger and... Ginger ale and bourbon. Ginger ale and bourbon. But it's cheap ginger ale. It's not good ginger ale. And... It's <laughs> cheap bourbon. <laughs> and um, side note, I went to get a 
I was going to have a ginger ale today because I worked from home because I felt like shit all day. And the nutrition facts was like pointing towards oh. me. And it's like 33 grams of sugar in one can. I'm like, maybe I'll just have some water. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so, side note. So much for us like giving a shit about our, our bodies and yeah. just buy this shitty ginger ale. I'm going to have to sneeze in a minute. I can feel it. I can feel it <laughs> coming in, in, in. All right. No, so but I. Go ahead. Uh, mom guilt is weird because I don't. At least from my perspective and from like what I've heard talking to like my other friends that have kids, I don't feel like mom guilt is necessarily thinking that you're a bad mom all the time I think it's more of just like a comparison game like you see or you hear about not even like with social media because it existed before social media did you see people in person or online or you hear about people and how they just like do things differently and so then you start judging yourself like Oh, well, Karen down the road makes her homemade baby food with using only organic sweet potatoes sourced from the farm down the street. And I buy Kroger brand baby food. So I'm a shitty mom. When you hear about like those families, too, that actually have like adult palates and or like our chefs themselves or something. And it's like for tonight, my baby's having... And I'm not even sophisticated enough to like be able to tell you like the dish that they're yeah. serving to their child, but a delicious salmon with a something reduction mm-hmm. and a whatever blah 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 yeah fancy smancy stuff, you know. And we're following that with our kid is having macaroni and cheese, you know, for the craft seventh mac- <laughs> time in a row, the seventh night in a easy, row, and it's not even like real mac and cheese; it's easy mac. Yeah, the kind that <laughs> comes in a cup that you buy from Costco. We just like dish out onto his like tray <laughs> on his high chair and like put some hot dogs with it and just let him eat it with his hands and that's it like that's his dinner yeah but i mean so that's why when people are like i don't get what mom guilt is i i feel like it's just a constant comparison to other people and you feeling inadequate because they're parenting differently than you or their kid is different than yours and it's it happens even when it's not like intended like mm-hmm. someone could post something or say something that's not being snooty or braggy or anything it's just like this w- girl i follow that i know from high school she's got a baby that's a little bit older than wild and they obviously eat a lot different than us to begin with and so I feel like when I, the like healthy fitness people that I follow, their kids for the most part eat really healthy because that's what they're feeding their kid. And so I don't know, they just have always liked it or something. And so then like, I feel shitty, like, oh, here's my feta and spinach omelet that I'm sharing with my one year old. I'm like, Cool, Wild's having a fucking Pop-Tart for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) 
like I don't even eat healthy food necessarily. So, I mean, we don't eat like shit, but. But I mean, so. I don't have a feta and spinach omelet. No. Therefore. I don't think we've ever even had feta in our house. Yeah, we have. Have we had feta in our house? But it's so like that. That's my long story short. That's my biggest like mom guilt is what he eats. eats. And I, and I, and I can see that like, and I can understand that point of view, but it's also like the kid needs to eat. And so if he like literally won't eat some of the other shit that we give him, like we eat broccoli and we eat cauliflower and you know, we don't eat a ton of bread and stuff with our meals, but he won't eat any of that. And so yeah, yeah. It, it gets to the point where it's like my baby's starving. He's screaming. He's having a fucking fit, throwing everything on the ground. Mm-hmm. And if I don't give him that pop tart or those graham crackers, like he's gonna just scream the house down and get into like some type of like panic and and just throw this tantrum. Yeah. Well, and part of me is like, no, I'm a good mom because at least I'm like having him try these things. But it's not every day because that's what they say with kids. Like it takes them X number of times of like trying something to develop a palate for it. But I don't give him vegetables with every meal. He's not trying to eat vegetables with every meal because honestly, I'm like, he's not going to fucking eat it. I'm not going to waste waste a can of green beans. I can't even think, keep track of how much like baby food we wasted and threw away because he would have like a spoonful or two and spit it out, spit it out and throw it away like green beans and he goes through phases like when he was little and maybe it was before he got the taste for like sugar but when he was little and eating like pureed baby food he there would be times when like he used to love sweet potatoes and yeah. he still like will eat sweet potatoes sometimes but he would eat green beans yeah. and now he puts it it like touches his tongue for like a half a millisecond and he spits it out like yeah. he doesn't even put anything in his mouth long enough to eat it a vegetable like grazes his lips and he's like nope and maybe you know if we could go into a time machine go back in time and never have given him anything sugary so that he doesn't know the comparison that all he's ever had is like vegetables yeah then he wouldn't be so picky because he would just not know yeah you know it's like flying first class it's like once you know that it exists like why (laughs) would you ever not want to fly first class but at the same time, like you were saying, like, even as a child, even as a child, even as a young boy, you know, as in his early, you know, as soon as he got onto uh, to baby food, he very rarely would eat anything other than like sweet potatoes or like he'd eat applesauce. Yeah. And some of those He's stuff, always but he would never, fruit, he would never like spit it. He would never eat his green beans like he or any of those other more oh, vegetable yeah. things. He would spit that shit out immediately. Like peas. Oh, God, peas. He hated peas, which yeah. I don't blame him because they're disgusting. <laughs> I tried to give him, what was it, like butternut squash or something. And it made me laugh because he, well, he like made <laughs> the most disgusted face when he, when I gave it to him. And I feel like I'm just like losing his trust a little bit every time I give <laughs> time him something. something he he kind of looks at it and he like, kind of smells at you, it. Like, what are you doing to looks me? Looks down at the food, looks back up at you, sniffs it a little bit. But no, I, I, I genuinely think that, you know, he's getting 
what he needs and and I think he's he's fine. Yeah, and I know like obviously fed is best. Like that's the whole thing like that's another like mom guilt thing is like, "Oh, I can't breastfeed or I choose to formula feed my baby and so I'm a shitty mom because I can't breastfeed and blah blah blah." And so like the saying, and I think we've talked about this before, the saying used to be like breast is best yeah. and they change it to fed is best because they're like, it doesn't matter how your baby's getting the food right. as long as the baby's eating. And I know, and I didn't even bother bringing it up to our pediatrician about him being picky and me feeling like he wasn't getting like enough nutrients from vegetables because I knew she would say he's eating and that's all that matters. Yeah, Whatever he'll eat, let yeah. him eat it. Let him just graze or let him kind of pick and choose. Yeah. And and so, and it's, I don't intend to be this way when he gets older, but I made him three fucking dinners the other night. <laughs> Ash, every night for dinner, this little guy gets like a fucking buffet. Like Ash puts out this like smorgasbord of food for this guy to pick and choose from. <laughs> you say that like it's a weird thing, but it's just like we have our like different no, I I know. It's just funny that, to watch because they'll have like this row of chicken nuggets and this row of cheese and then this like row of grapes and then this row of other things. And it's like as soon as he doesn't want something else, Ash is back there making him something to replace that thing. Like, OK, well, here's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich then. I just have this fear that he's if he doesn't like something, obviously he's going to be hungry and I can't have my baby go hungry. No. So I made him I bought like the little Gerber they're like little mini raviolis and they're like little like pick me up size. Has he ever eaten a single one of those? No, but I bought like three at a time <laughs> and I'm like, it's just going to expire and go bad. And so I <laughs> so decided to try it again because I have to keep introducing him to foods or else he's never going to develop a taste for them. Yeah, I've never seen him eat a single one of those raviolis. And so I made those for him. Of course, he didn't eat a single bite. And then I made him... I'm like, oh, I'll make you a peanut butter sandwich. And I'm a psychopath. And so I'm like, <laughs> I got out the honey and I got out the jelly and I put it up to him. And I was like, hey, here, you can try the yeah, honey. This is what honey tastes like. Okay, that's yummy. Which one do you want on your sandwich? And he chose the honey. And I don't know why I'm a psychopath. And I'm like, Kay. okay, my I, one-year-old I, I, chose. I'm going to interject here because that wasn't <laughs> the first time that Ash has presented the baby or <laughs> one-year-old with options okay <laughs> and multiple times for mills she will hold things up to him and let him pick or she'll hold him we have this like little spot on our pantry with all his baby food on it she'll carry him over there and go through containers of food one by one and have him look at stuff and try and get him to pick what he thinks he wants What's so bad about that? He knows <laughs> he knows what they are. It's not like he's this like okay, two month old want, baby. <laughs> do you want the goldfish? Do you want the veggie straws? Do you want the graham crackers? Okay, pick one. <laughs> and then she'll stand there until he'll kind of just like look around and then grab something. She's like, okay, this is what you can have then. Hey, I'm letting him choose. <laughs> <laughs> so I oh. think that this food is, is kind of like a symptom of a much larger problem. And, and I, again, you, you talked about it already where you said that like dads don't, don't feel this because I don't, there's nothing that I subscribe to 
like Instagram or whatever that is ever like, Hey dads, you're doing a good job out there. Like good for you. You know, like I've never once talked to another dad and he'll be like, Oh yeah, no, I gave my daughter this, you know, I gave my daughter this baby formula and I'd be like, the fuck you gave your kid formula? You monster. What? What? And then I judge him for it, you know? And yet women, and and I was wondering if you, because we kind of wear the fact that he's never had formula. We kind of wear that as like a badge of pride, I feel like. People would be like, oh, so is he on formula now? And we'll like proudly be like, no, he's never had formula. Yeah. Not on our house. Not our baby. And then I was like thinking about that. I'm like, why are we so proud the fact that like our babies never had formula? Is it because we genuinely didn't want him to have formula or because it was like this kind of like societal guilt that... I'm sure it's both, but I think when people are say that and myself included, it's more of like being like proud that I was able to breastfeed so that he didn't have to have formula because yeah. not a lot of women like are able to breastfeed, especially as long as I did. Like yeah. he's over a year in December, December 10th, he'll be 14 months. So that's 14 months of breastfeeding, which, I mean, my goal was to make it to a year and some women don't even make it that far. Their bodies just like eight weeks or whatever. Either they can't breastfeed from the get go or their bodies are just like, meh, we're done. (laughs) So I think it's a little bit of both. Like there's definitely a stigma with like formula because the whole like breast is best thing. Right. You, you're kind of made to feel like a shitty mom if you can't provide breast milk for your kid because they're like, oh, well, breast milk has these benefits that mm-hmm. formula doesn't. And so you're like, oh, well, I'm, I fucking suck if I can't give my kid breast yeah. milk. And now we're going on, we're moving to whole milk. And I'm like a pretty frugal shopper. It's it's actually hard for me to buy him organic stuff because it's so expensive. Yeah. Well, and he's so wasteful. 90% of the shit that goes on his tray yeah. goes to the ground and then to the dogs. But I mean, I don't, I've never bought him organic vegetables because I'm just not that person. I, the only thing organic I've bought for him um, are things I know he eats like Pop-Tarts. Right. We bought him the organic pop tarts from Trader Joe's and then the Annie's brand. Mm-hmm. And then I bought him the Annie's cereal, the little like right. cinnamon bunnies and fuck that cereal is so expensive. It yeah. was on sale or else I wouldn't have bought it, but it's like five or six bucks a yeah. box of cereal and cereal is expensive anyways, even yeah. for like the and normal it's, brands. And it's poison. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> but it's so goddamn delicious. That Annie's it is really good. cinnamon bunnies are so good. But I mean, he's he's eating it anyways. So, are there? I mean, are there other aspects that you feel like mom guilt other than food with wild? Like as a mom, are there other things that you feel like you are failing at already, or I mean, that you're not doing right, or that you should be doing better? Not like off the top of my head. I hate that I yell at the dogs in front of him. Like, I, oh, yeah. it makes me fucking sick that I yell at the dog. I hate that I yell in front of him. Because I, I can already see, and it's not just you, it's me too, but I can already see him imitating us yeah. with the dogs, the way that he kind of will pretend point at them and, and pretend yell at them. So I, 
not off the top of my head, but I follow this woman on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is honestly mommy. And she posted on her stories, um, like her mom struggle and kind of like this open and honest thing. And so I'll just, there's kind of a lot, but I'll just read the first, the first, um, story that she posted. She said, tonight was a shit show and wait before you hit respond. Let me explain. I'm not writing this for sympathy or to garner a bunch of you're a good mom messages. I'm writing this because I feel like sometimes as moms, we hold too much in because it's not safe to share. We don't feel safe saying that saying the hard things, maybe that motherhood isn't fulfilling for us or that we yell too much or simply that our kids drive us insane. So I want to do something about that. I want to create a safe, a safe place for mamas to share the hard stuff. If you need to vent or get something off your chest, do it here. And so the next slide she did like, a, if you've seen on like Instagram stories, like the yeah. question box where it's like, put your response right. here. And she, that text box is entirely too small. Like yeah. you can't really get what you need to do out of that. Um, and I just saw she was inspired by this other woman on Instagram, Katie M. Crenshaw, who I don't follow, I've never heard of, who did a mom fashions. So we could go deep in the rabbit hole and like click on her to go read her oh, highlights. Yeah, her but, but she was like, get it off your chest. Right. And so I wrote and I, I put on there like I feel like a shitty mom when I don't give my kids. When my kid's so picky, he doesn't eat anything but mm-hmm. like corn dogs or yeah. whatever. Um, so she said, my not so anonymous confession to start us off is that tonight was rough. I yelled at my kids, lost my cool and was just an all around crab. I could hear myself yelling and hated it, but I couldn't stop either. I don't want my kids to be raised in a house where we yell at each other. And then she proceeds to share all of these confession, mom Uh fashions or whatever. And she's got over 32,000 followers, so you can imagine how many responses. There's pages and pages, and that's probably not even all that were shared. And so um, I wanted to just share or or like read a couple because I, like off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, well, that's the only thing I feel like, quote, mom guilt for. But then, like, I'm sure reading some of these, it's like, oh, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I can relate to that. And there's, oh, God, there's so many. Um, I let my kids watch too much TV because I'm losing my mind and can't handle the day anymore. Even though I'm a stay-at-home mom, I am overwhelmed and fall into a spiral of anxiety and depression. I feel like I'll never be enough to raise my son the son we prayed for for two years infertility uh i hate it when i i hate it when they scream or cry at me and whine all the time it irritates me stress is through the roof lately and took it out of my biggest blah sucks i never know if i'm making the right decisions as a mom i feel like a failure i miss being able to have time to myself i pretend to poop to get some alone time from my sick kids who just wanted mommy 24 seven. I got a second job just to have some me time. It made me feel like a bad mom. Tantrums suck. I yell too quickly and make things worse. I wish I was more patient. Constantly feeling judged by other moms who have done this before. 
which I feel like I hear that a lot is like first time moms getting judged by like second or third or however yeah. many time moms. Cause it's like, that's the kind of the running joke. Like, like with the loves commercials, Yeah. like, Oh, first time mom, you put hand sanitizer on your kid and mm-hmm. spray everything, blah, blah, blah. And second time moms, it's like, Oh, your pacifier rolled in the dirt. Let me yeah, just lick it hand- off for you. Here's a handful of Cheerios off the, off the, off table. the table. Yeah. Um, God, there's so many. I feel like I'm wasting my intelligence and my master's degree to stay at home. I feel like shit for always yelling or snapping at my toddler. Sometimes I feel like I'm ruining my kids. Sometimes I wish for a day of silence, like complete silence. I hate that my kids aren't quite old enough to help me clean like the older kids. I yelled so, so loud today at my two-year-old because he wouldn't stop crying over nothing. Losing my shit too quickly. Being a stay-at-home mom makes me feel insecure. After four pregnancies, my body isn't the same. My clothes don't fit anymore. Uh, I'm freaking out about having a second kid. I feel like a crap mom to my one-and-a-half-year-old. I feel like such a bad mom. When I'm tired, I put the baby in his bed, and I put on Elmo so I can sleep. I wasn't immediately in love with her when I had her. It took some time for us to get to know each other. I scream shut up a lot at my kids, sometimes even when they're just laughing loudly. Let's see. These are harsh. Like This is like... Some days I tell my babysitter to watch my son so I can work, but really it's because I'm emotionally exhausted. Lately, I've been wanting my old life before having a baby. Her crying and tantrums have been getting to be, I assume, too much, but it cut off. I resent my husband because he has a social life. I want him to experience what this feels like. I yell at my kids more than I like to admit. It's so hard raising three littles. God, I don't know why, but I hate when people say littles. (laughs) I hated being a stay-at-home mom. Um, never feel, I never feel being good enough for my kids. My kids have been a bunch of assholes lately. (laughs) I'm very depressed, but don't know how to ask for help when my husband doesn't understand. I feel stretched too thin to be a good mom sometimes. I'm seven months pregnant and worried about not loving our new baby like I do our son. So yeah, that's all. Yeah. So what, as I was listening to this, it kind of like, obviously it's shit that I don't go through. Like it's not even something that's even on my radar. Like I'm, I'm not thinking about these types of things at all. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like it's like this, not even with mom guilt, but just like how women view other women. Yeah and view themselves compared to other women, like it goes beyond like just being a mom. Well, and I think that there's this idea of like, you know, I don't feel like I help you with the baby because that's not your job, right? Like, I don't feel like I'm helping you yeah. do your job. I feel like I'm helping with, I'm helping the baby or like I'm doing things. It's just like when you, or not you, but like when guys say like, oh, I've got to babysit the kids. Yeah. You're, no, you're babysitting. You, you're not babysitting. They're well, your you, kids. You said this to me last night and it, it, it bothered me last night and I didn't really think about it. And then as you were talking about all these things, it kind of came home a little bit more 
so you were sick. Um, you came home from work not feeling good, and you you were shitty, and you were trying. You know, you gone and taken a nap for a while, and I stopped and brought home, got baby from daycare, and brought him home, and was getting him fed and stuff, and then. At some point, like you come back downstairs and you're you're kind of in the kitchen, kind of helping get him fed and stuff. And I'm like, no, go go to bed. And you immediately were like, no, like it's not fair for you. Like you shouldn't have to come home from work and play Mr. Mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the fuck? Like, no, I'm not playing Mr. Mom. I'm being dad. Like I'm yeah. not trying to to replace you. And just because a man is helping out in the kitchen or doing things does not make him. Mr. Mom, but I think that so many men have that mentality of like, ah, all right, like I'll help you. Or so many men don't help. And or don't so help. And so then it becomes so overwhelming. But I was, I was thinking about that, you know, and I was like, why don't you just go to bed? Like you're sick. And you were, you said, you're like, I feel guilty. Like, I don't feel like I can just leave you and go lay down and take that time for myself. Like, I feel like I need to be down in the kitchen and help Yeah. get you something for to, to eat, get him something to eat. And at, at that point, and I remember telling you this, I was like, if it were, if the roles were reversed and I came home from work and I was sick, mm-hmm. I would be upstairs laying in bed. Like, yeah. I would just be like, sorry, babe, you're going to have to deal with the child by yourself. I'm, I don't feel good. I'm going to go lie down. Yeah. But for you, there was this, this like very, very real guilt of you've worked all day. You shouldn't have to take care of the baby by yourself even though you had worked all day Mm. and you were sick, but you still like couldn't like relinquish that. Like you couldn't just like be like, I'm, I don't feel good. Sorry, babe. Deal with the baby by yourself. I'm going to go lay down. And it's weird because it's not like I'm doing it because I don't trust your ability to parent on your own. It's like, it just, yeah. 100% like guilt. Like I don't even, feel like i can take a nap unless he's napping too right which i don't nap very often but even well, when there's like opportunities when you're like no go lay down i'm like no i can't i yeah. can't well like go shower and and, th- and there have been plenty of times like we would actually like genuinely get in fights you know at, like three o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning <laughs> when the baby wakes up and i get up with the baby actually like, okay well I've, i'm up now go to bed and i'm like why so, cause, cause I'm up, go to bed and well, no, you go to bed. Like I've got this, like we're fine. <laughs> and we would like have this like so stubborn standoff and it would get like heated and contentious till like one of us like fine is like, fine, fuck you. And like slams the door and like goes to bed. But she's like, you shouldn't have to be up with him. And it was kind of this, this burden, I guess, self-imposed or culturally, I don't know that Ash felt like. I think a lot of it's culturally like, yeah, I'm glad that you're up. Thank you for the help, but you can go back to bed. I've got this now. I'll stay up with him. Yeah. And it's weird because I feel like you compared to not most because I don't have a ton of friends that are married and or like married with kids. Yeah. But I feel like compared to like seeing stupid shit on movies or whatever like and hearing other things about like people's husbands and how all the things they complain about like you're an exceptionally good husband and father and you're you help me out tremendously and it's very much like a like partnership and 
we're a team and it's yeah. not like, oh, well, you cook and I come home and sit here and watch football until you until you um, bring me my dinner or my yeah. beer or whatever. Well, and, like you've even said with other people, I'm not going to get like too specific because I don't want to start beef, but with people that you know, like it's kind of like, oh, we're having a baby. You're the mom. So you raise the baby, I'll make the money. Yeah. You stay at home and you you raise the kids, I will give you a check. Yeah. Where it's not, they're not waking up in the middle of the night and feeding the baby. They're not, you know, changing diapers and giving bedtime baths and putting the kids to bed. Like, because most of the time I put Wild down just because, number one, I enjoy breastfeeding and it's like our special time. Um, and number two, because he just goes down easier, but especially lately, like you've been helping out a lot and you're like, no, I'll, I'll give him a bottle and he goes down just fine. Yeah. Sometimes even faster for you than me lately, but it's like, I still feel guilty because of it. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's because like, all these other men have kind of like shit on this, this like, um, like what it means to be a dad. Yeah. When I can't, I can't speak to it obviously outside of the state cause I've never lived outside of Utah, but I, I do feel like based off of what I hear, you know, in some of the stories that you tell me or like people that you work with or, you know, guys that I work with, there is definitely more of a, the gender roles are definitely a lot stronger here than I think most. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of that kind of, you know, and, and this wasn't the, the point of the, the, the podcast, like this wasn't the topic, but you know, I'm like you said, I'm going to go to work. You're going to stay home and, and take care of the baby. And then I don't change diapers. I don't do these things. Like I don't help out. That's a hundred percent you. Yeah. And so it's like seen as this is your job and I will, you know, if I choose to, I will help you with the baby as opposed to the baby is both of ours. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. I'm doing my role. I'm doing what I can to help out, but I'm not helping you. Yeah. You know, with your task. There's a woman that I sit by who's on a different, she's in a different department than I am, but I, uh, she's close enough that I, you know, I can eavesdrop all the time on her and she's a very much a feminist and I'm actually like, I wish I had the balls to just like go up to her one day and just be like, I respect the hell out of you because she's a, a manager, you know, a leader and she is like, no bullshit, like fuck your gender roles kind of thing. But she's in it so she has all men on her team and the other guy who sits by her i have heard her call him out so many times for like not necessarily intentionally being like derogative or saying like things that aren't like up to date anymore right, and misogynistic yeah but he 
the other day he was like, oh, well, I've got to watch the kids tonight. And she's like, no, 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 you're not watching your kids. You're like, that's your job. Yeah. They're your, they're your kids. There's no, you don't babysit your own kids. Right. And he's like, oh no, I know, I know, I know. But I just, it's, it's like sad that that's still kind of the norm that these gender roles are still well, so in place. But at the, at the same time, like, yeah, it is sad. Like, I totally agree with you. But I think even just like about our our relationship, you know, especially like with the baby and cleaning and stuff like that. And there absolutely were nights where I would be up with the baby and then you would get up with the baby. And I would be like, all right, I got him. You can go back to sleep. And you would fight me so fiercely about it that I was, like kind of got to the point where I just like throw my hands up and be like, okay, fine. Like, fuck it. You stay up with the baby then. Like, I'm not going to keep doing battle with you every single night over this, this thing. And then, and so like, I do feel like obviously there are a lot of problems with men who don't assume the, the role or assume responsibility for their kids and, and, and proactively help out. Mm -hmm. But there's also, you know, been plenty of times in our relationship where I feel like you have put me in that, that role just by being like so obstinate where you're like, no, I'm the mom. I, I, this is my, this is my role. Like I want to have a baby. This is my, my responsibility, not yours. Yeah. This is my job. This is my job, not yours. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, like you said, like, and I, I think that's interesting that there's this, this guilt with women. And I believe you, like when you say that it's mostly cultural, you know, there's this expectation, um, that you have to be this like superhuman person to, to be there for your, your kid a hundred percent of the time, but it's okay if your husband slacks or if your husband doesn't help out as much because that's not his burden, right? That's not his job. Yeah. And so you can, I, I don't know maybe if you feel like this or not, but it's like anything that the husband does is gravy, but that's not the expectation. That's not his job. Uh, kind of, I don't know. I feel like you've set the bar really high. And so that like going forward with baby number two, it will be the expectation that I'm going to be a shit show for baby number two. (laughs) Like you're not going to get any help from me. Well, fuck you (laughs) so much for having a baby number two then. (laughs) But I mean, I, there are, I do find myself being, and I don't like mean this. I like want to be careful how I say this. Say I don't want to like hurt your feelings. No, just, but this, is, this is the podcast, baby. This is what we do. We hurt each other's feelings. So just, <laughs> just do it. Hit me. But I mean, like there are things where I'm like pleasantly surprised where like, I don't expect you to do things and then you do them and i'm like whoa wow that's awesome like what i I don't know off the top of my head but i don't have like an example but i don't know getting up with him in the middle of night yeah that doesn't hurt my feelings at all like i don't i don't feel like you that doesn't hurt my feelings yeah but i i don't know why it's it's still, because even to this day, I'm like, 
I feel like I have to thank you. Yeah. For doing things. Oh, thanks for giving him a bath. Like that really helped me out or. Yeah. It's like you're the, you're the nanny or something and I'm thanking you for your service (laughs) instead of like, you're like, no, I do this like every night. You don't have to thank me anymore. No, it's just, we, you know, and we, I, in my mind, I would like to think like an ideal situation that we share, you know, it's, it's not 50, 50, like it's not 50%, but I'd like to think that we share the responsibility where it's neither person's like assumed like role. Yeah. But that's not the case. Like there are a lot of things that, you know, as the mom you do and you, you take on and I kind of am very, very quick to just relinquish that to you and be like okay yeah this is you're right like this is yeah this is your job useless nipples over here (laughs) not helping anyone out (laughs) i i'm interested slash excited for to see how things go when he's not breastfeeding anymore yeah because i really do i love putting him to bed and nursing him to sleep but there are times when you'll offer to be like, let me just give him a bottle. Yeah. I'm like, okay. When it was really weird last night, especially because Ellie was here. Normally when Ellie's here, like you do anything you can to not be downstairs with <laughs> us. Like you'll put the baby to bed and it'll take you like an hour and a half. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's 830. Like, and yeah, you you feed him till 830 every Tuesday. <laughs> it's every, so weird. Every 830. <laughs> and then... All of a sudden, Ellie leaves and Nash comes walking down the stairs like, oh, just got the baby down. I'm all, <laughs> fucking liar. You got the baby down like an hour ago. He's just been up there avoiding us. But like last night, and it's I could not tell. that bad. No. I could tell you weren't feeling very good because I had bathed him. And then you you sat with him for a while. Like I brought him into your room to nurse him while yeah. you were in bed. And then you ended up bringing him down and he played for, for about an hour or so. And then you were like, can you go put him to bed? And I was like, holy shit, like, absolutely, like, I'm happy to, but the fact that you would not only, like, let me put him to bed, but ask me to, mm-hmm. like, is a, was a huge thing, because you never, I think, very rarely ask me to do something for the baby. No. And like, it's funny most of the time, say, I have to offer, yeah. and I have to kind of, like, like, beg you to let me do some of these things. Well, and I was just going to say, it's funny that, can you hear my nose getting stuffed yeah. up like as we talk? Yeah. It's funny that you say, you let me put him to bed because I know you love him like unconditionally and it's not a chore for you to do these things. But in my mind, somehow it like still is like everything you do is like doing me a favor and so it's weird to hear you say like oh you let me do this instead of i just did it yeah Yeah. but so it'll because that's obviously been the number one thing that has been kind of my thing and it like i love putting him to bed but it's nice to get a break sometimes like it's nice to be able to do whatever shower or just sit and do nothing for 10 minutes however long it takes for you to put him down like it is nice to get that break once in a while so 
as a mom, like, are th- what would you, how do you fix this, like, for yourself? Like, what do, are there things that you have done, and we're, we're going to wrap up here, but are there things that you have done to kind of help yourself get over this mom guilt? Like, I know you follow, like, some inspirational posts and stuff, but, like. Yeah, I wanted to, um, to go over, so the Honestly Mommy, she posted, so the first thing was just on her Instagram stories, which she saved as a highlight if you want to go look through them. I was, like, trying not to cry reading them all because it's fucking heavy. But she did a post, and it was, like, repeat after me, I'm a good mom. And then she, I'm not going to read it to you because her post is way fucking long, but it's basically like, okay, you guys all told me why you feel like you're a shitty mom. Now I want you to say how you're a good mom. And I'm sure the responses were minuscule compared to how I'm a bad mom. But I was just going to read a couple of them. And I feel like that's the hardest thing. For anyone, but let alone moms, like, because she even said, like, the very first part of her caption was, did you actually say it out loud? Like, did can you actually say out loud that you're a good mom? And I'm sure for a lot of women, that's really hard. But are you a good mom? I think I'm a good mom. Are you a good mom? <laughs> I did say answer to you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Say it again. I'm a good mom. Say it again. <laughs> you're going to make me all weepy or something. <laughs> Tell me why you're a good mom. Because I play with my kid. Okay, we'll do like our gratitude thing. Give me five. That's one. Because I love him more than I love the sunshine. Because <laughs> he makes me a better person. Because I... <laughs> Don't flip me off. <laughs> Two, I'm feeling so vulnerable. There's two left. <laughs> Why are you a good mom? I don't know. <laughs> Certainly you can come up with more than three reasons <laughs> why you're a good mom. Because I put him before myself. <laughs> Stop flipping me off. <laughs> one left. There's one reason left. Um... I didn't think this would be that hard. I don't know. I think, do you want me to, can I help you? Please. Like, do you need me to jump in here and save you? Yes. So you can come I up with. I need a hero. So, so you need a man to save you to tell you, <laughs> <laughs> to come and tell you why you're a good mom? Yes. I would say you're a good mom because you are constantly looking for opportunities to teach him things like pointing things out and like letters and words and say, thank you and say, please. And even though he's not doing them and you're like, Oh, I'm not just going to wait until he gets older. But like every time he asks for food, you say, please, you know, and then you say, thank you. And you are constantly like teaching him. And it's, it's just an ongoing thing. Like you obviously adore this baby because you just, are relentless in mi- trying to make sure that he is growing up to be the best possible baby that he can be. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Raising good humans. Yeah. 
Anyways, I wanted to read a couple of the comments. Take a shot every time she cries. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, I put my baby first and I would do anything for her. And almost every single one of these are like, I said it, it was so hard, but I said it like, just like sad. Sorry, not all of them say like why they're a good mom. I'm a good mom because I step out of my comfort zone all the time to make sure my kids have a great time, like dancing in public with them because the outdoor mall has Christmas tree light show with music. Oh, God, I make myself look like a jackass all the time to make that damn baby happy. <laughs> oh, my God, I wish you guys could see. It should be Olymp an Olympic event, yeah, trying to make a toddler happy. The performance that Ash puts on for this child. I'm a good mom because I genuinely try to make both of my kids feel special with some dedicated one-on-one -on -one time. And she's like responding to every comment, which is like props to you. Um, I always put my daughter before myself. I eat healthy and do 100% research before doing anything. See, I like that because it's like I put her before me, but then it's like I'm also doing something for me because I feel like a lot of people especially moms are like oh my kids come first and i don't give a fuck what happens to me or yeah. my health or my body i'm a good mom because i'm a badass mom and because i'm the light to my son's whole world <laughs> i love like the english mum ones i'm a good mum <laughs> because on my bag there's nothing oh what the fuck i don't know how to read because on my bag, there is more things for my kids than for me. I think she meant in my bag. Yeah, like your purse like yeah. is full of Cheerios and fruit snacks. Yeah. Um, I'm a good mom and wife because I can manage to do so many things at once. I'm like cutting all these short, obviously. I'm a good mom. Even on bad days, I'm still a good mom. Um, I'm a good mom who loves to sit on the floor and read books with my kids. I'm a good mom who loves to crank up music and have a dance session. I'm a good mom who loves to tickle and cuddle. I make breakfast every morning. I sing to them every night, even when I'm losing my voice. Ugh. I'm all, Also, I'm a badass because I do a lot of it alone. Hashtag military family. Like, I don't know how the fuck single moms do this. Props to all you single moms out there. Because I have to single mom one, one day a week for eight hours. And it's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, any more good ones? I'm a good mom because even though I'm tired, mean sometimes, overwhelmed, and all the things, I never stop trying to be better and to show my kids daily that they are loved, safe, and cared for. Beautiful. You're all teary. <laughs> all right, so here's here's my idea for closing. Here's, we'd love to, to hear from you. So either email us at thisismarriagepodcast at gmail.com or go to our facebook page the community 
group page. It's called This Is Marriage Support Group. And ladies, I would like you to message us five reasons if you're a mom, five reasons why you are a good mom. If you are not a mom, tell me, tell us five reasons why your mom or grandma or, you know, another woman in your life is a good mom. And I want to hear from men too. Men, tell us about the women in your lives. Why are these women good moms? Like, and then also, are you telling them as well? Like, it's one thing to, you know, put it in an email and send it off to a podcast, but how often do you let your, your ladies know that they're good moms, that they're good moms. We're getting all emotional. (laughs) (laughs) How much they, (laughs) how much they, how much they mean. So let us know, let them know. Hey, and ladies, if you have a good dad or a good baby daddy, let them know. Hey, baby. Yeah. You're a good dad. Thanks, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think this is the first time we've ever cried on this Uh, show. Well, you did once, but I covered for you. Yeah. (laughs) As you did again tonight. Well, it was obvious that you were crying tonight, though. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of This Is Marriage Podcast. I'm here with my beautiful wife. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. We love you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.